So the factor um, I'll talk about today is the seventh of these factors of awakening, which is called equanimity. Even though I had a pretty normal vocabulary <laughs> before I came to, to, to Buddhist practice, I, I don't think I had ever heard or thought about um, equanimity, this word. And I remember even more difficult to say equanimous, equanimanimous. <laughs> and it's, it is, um, it's a, f- a feeling, a state that is talked about a lot, that I had heard a lot of about, but it didn't have so much meaning to me um, until through through practice through retreat practice like this there was there was some taste of 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 this of this state um, in thinking about retreat practice um, there's a way that it's a that one of the things we discover is that it's a training you know, that we're training the mind um, to to do something to learn a way of being that is pretty different um, from our usual conditioning, um, you know, and so the mind that's not trained, that's untrained, maybe is not able to fully um, relax or fully open to the beautiful qualities uh, that are available to us. So so we. We, we enter into this training, you know, this training of, of mindfulness, of presence, of um, every time we notice that we're lost, that we're away, we come back, we return. So this practice of returning again and again. Um, and, and then maybe in moments of luck or moments of grace, we remember that um, it's not so much about the breath, you know, and it's not so much about the body, but it's more about uh, can I fully open to what is actually happening now? Um, And something about giving ourselves permission to have the experience that we're having. Uh, so, so in those moments when we remember that, the expectations can fall away, the agendas can fall away, and we're sitting in the flow of experience you know, without um, needing it to be a certain way. We notice, we notice sounds, notice vibrations and sensations and color and and we notice the way that uh, 
thoughts and images and emotions move through like weather and and then the way that sometimes awareness can go out and solidify something constellate around something you know some some memory some uh, um, you know whatever it is that brings up that's you know me sense of me and then if <laughs> you know. and if we stay with it we can we can watch that dissolve that dissolve back into the silence back into the stillness so you know just watching this happen over and over again um, we start we start to we start to get a little bit of distance maybe from the drama you know and rather than being so worried about what the experience is you know how was this sitting how was this walking how was the mind like this you know it's there's some there's some ease around it there's some understanding that thinking is going to happen you know thoughts will happen um and um yeah, something about that stepping away from the drama, beginning to see a bigger picture, um, and and not being so bothered. You know, sometimes the sitting is, you know, will be calm, will be will be uh, pleasant, will be uh, you know, there'll be a lot of engagement. Uh, energy. Sometimes the mind will be scattered. Sometimes um, we'll be agitated. And, 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 and the recognition that this is the way things are, you know. And so something about being able to flow more freely through these changing states. Um, think about this as the beginning of equanimity, this quality of equanimity. Um, So equanimity is um, characterized by this feeling of balance, this feeling of centeredness, um, stability. Um, in the midst of changing experience, there's this ease. Um, I don't know, the image I have is, is of uh, the balance of riding a bicycle. You know, in teaching my girls to, to, to ride a bicycle, it's like, you know, it's wobbly and <laughs> someone's running behind. <laughs> but then at some point, it's like we find our balance. And, um, and maybe another as aspect of equanimity is the bicycle has really wide and soft tires, I don't know, <laughs> that whatever the, the terrain we're going over, it's, you know, um, it's even, it's smooth. This, so it has this quality, spaciousness. Um, there's a spaciousness to equanimity. Uh, so some images that are given in the, 
in the classical teachings are um, that it, that equanimity has the uh, characteristic of unshakability. You know, to, what is it to be unshakable? Something to be so steady, to be unshakable um, I- in the face of 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 changing experience. So, you know, something like a, a big stone or a big mountain that's not, you know, the weather will come and you know, different things will come. Um, but in addition to that firmness, I think equanimity also has a, a softness. Um, so I think about bamboo, you know, how bamboo has roots and is 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 in the ground is stable, but a big part of its strength is its softness, its flexibility. So, you know, what is it to be? Uh, you know, it's not brittle. We're not brittle, but it's it's a it's a way of being that's a s- that's soft and flexible that can flow with experience. Mm. So so. Similar to, um, maybe similar to tranquility and samadhi, equanimity is not so much something we do. You know, it's not like, you know, I'm going to practice equanimity right now. Um, The more active factors like mindfulness, uh, investigation, uh, effort, those have a little more of a flavor of a doing, like we're 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 applying ourselves, we're 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 practicing something, and then I think about joy as like the the hump in the middle. That once we get to joy, it's like um, I don't want to say it's all downhill, but <laughs> so <laughs> it's all you know, smooth sailing. I don't know. Um, the joy. Uh, lets us know we're on the right track somehow, you know, and it gives us uh, some inspiration for practice to keep, you know, to to keep going. There's something more here, and and then so the joy is said to uh, maybe it matures into tranquility. It matures into calmness. The the joy. St- while it's wonderful, it still has a sort of um, it, it, it's it's the it's this the, the energy that's still looking to find its uh, resolution. So it's like you know the energy's coming up, and then you know smoothing out into tranquility, smoothing out into calmness, and um that energy that joy that calmness unifies into samadhi you know, so mel talked about yesterday this uh quality of the mind that is all moving in one direction you know unified uh composed uh, there's a wholeness to samadhi um and then equanimity, I think about as if samadhi has a sort of 
Um, I don't know. This is just the way it's is in my in my mind. But if samadhi has kind of this moving forward and this all in one direction, everything together, then equanimity is this beautiful opening out. You know, it's opening out um, to. It has the basis of the stability of samadhi, but it also is imbued with the wisdom of equality, the wisdom of seeing things as as equal. You know, in some way, what does that mean? Equanimity, equal. Um, it's like something opens out and can include everything, but is... Um, is not disturbed by it, you know. It sees it sees it with wisdom, and but it's it's not it's not reactive. It's not clinging. It's um, somehow independent, still fully present, but somehow independent. Um, maybe it's like the the ideal therapist. <laughs> I don't know, the ideal counselor, or you know confidant or someone who, you know, is so there, so present, um, aware, engaged, listening, but, you know, doesn't, if you tell, you know, <laughs> you dreamed about that, you know, if doesn't, doesn't, doesn't recoil in horror, doesn't start weeping when you say, you know, something sad happened, you know, I don't think it would be so good if, you know, I don't know. I don't know that much about therapy, but, um, (laughs) you know, so it has this presence and this engagement, but it's not entangled. It's, you know, it's somehow independent. And so it, so has that um, ease in the middle, um, in the middle of it. So, and I think usually we, we are caught up in things and there is reactivity. So when we notice equanimity arising, when we notice this state, um, it can be quite beautiful, you know, quite surprising because it's, oh, the things that usually uh, catch me, the things that usually hook me, uh, at this moment, it doesn't, you know, there's no, mm, there's no wobbliness. There's no, you know, the example that I, I sometimes think about is um, after retreat, when we are going back to our, uh, you know, daily life, um, you know, there can often be much more equanimity present than, you know, than, than there otherwise would have been. And um, so I remember very clearly leaving, leaving a somewhat longer retreat and um, walking around somewhere with my wife and um, it was getting, you know, it was lunchtime, it was a little late, I was hungry. Um, and, you know, there, we couldn't decide where to go. We can, we can here or there or, and then I said, oh, well, I don't, you know, wherever, it's okay with me, I'm, I'm, I don't mind. And she looked at me and she said, um, you're different. 
<laughs> me? <laughs> I said, what do you mean? She said, you know, usually you would start getting a little grouchy, a little, you know, just chew something. God, yeah, we have to eat. And, <laughs> and, you know, but there's this, you know, this evenness, this evenness of mind. Um, so be on the lookout for... <laughs> um, Balance, equipoise. You know, sometimes as a factor of awakening, equanimity is translated as equipoise. And um, you know, so steadiness of mind in relationship to all experience, conditions, and situations. So in talking about the um, equality of experience. It's like, um, you know, of course, we usually we are very uh, invested in the uniqueness of our experience, the particularity, you know. And, um, but there's also a dimension of experience that is. Um, that's, that's maybe we could say universal um, in the same way that every person in you know, each of us here is different, you know, and there are many different things about us. Um, we also all share some things in common and we have some common characteristics. So in, in terms of equanimity, I think about it as, as this really being alive to what experience shares in common? You know, we're, we're, we're tuning in to the common characteristics. And, and the, key, the key one, the key uh, insight, the key characteristic that we notice is impermanence. You know, the, the changing nature of experience. So is there a way that everything I experience is, is the same in that it's impermanent, that it's changing, you know. So this is one dimension of experience. But when we um, notice this and stay with this and build samadhi on this understanding, um, the, the natural res result is, is equanimity. Um, So it's um, you know, so it's it's this unusual response to change. Usually, I think, or sometimes maybe, uh, change is uh, unsettling, you know, or or disorienting, um, especially when it involves difficult you know, something difficult, loss, pain. Um, so just this, this, just the Buddha pointing to this possibility. It's possible to um, respond to change with this, with this beautiful, this, this beautiful way of being that is, uh, it's not detached, it's not uh, cold, it's not unfeeling, it's not uncaring, 
um, you know, it said the near enemy is indifference. So, um, yeah, it's how do I know if my equanimity, if the equanimity is veering into indifference? Um, one way I think about it is that equanimity has a warmth to it. It has, it has a wisdom, it has a caring, but it's recognizing that um, it doesn't help anybody if I, if I fall over. It doesn't help anybody if I wobble, you know. Um, and so, yeah, the, the, whereas indifference feels, um, it's like not caring. It's, you know, um, there's a coldness to it. And it may be useful to um, notice when indifference arises, just to feel, feel the, feel the difference, you know, and sometimes, you know, indifference will arise. And, um, you know, just to sense into the, the, the different feeling of these states. Um, often equanimity is described in relationship to these, um, what's called the eight worldly winds. You know, some of you have probably heard of this. I remember, um, feeling like I heard this a lot early in my practice, this, this idea of um, every person, each of us, will be faced with these winds, which are praise and blame, um, gain and loss, um, pleasure and pain, and uh, fame and, uh, is it infamy? Fame and, fame and ill repute, disrepute, yeah, we don't want it, whatever it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, <laughs> yeah, so, so these are um, the, 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 you know, so, so each of us are, are faced with these winds and we want to have, we want to be praised. You know, we want to be, we want success, gain. We want uh, pleasure. We don't want pain and um, blame and you know, these things. Um, so, so what is it? To, and, and so the interesting thing to me about these wins is that they are like the ups and downs of the self know and just to reflect on how much it does my state of mind my sense of inner well-being depend on being praised depend on being liked how much does it depend on being successful how much does it depend on uh, having a good reputation you know so it's interesting these are like the ups and downs um, of the self, and they're 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 external, you know. They're um, we don't have much control over them. We have some control, but not much. And the idea is that 
if we are attached to uh, having one without the other, we're going to suffer. You know, if my, if my inner state of well-being depends on something external, then, um, then there, there, there's, a, there's a shakiness. There's a, we're always living with this, you know, this fear. What are they saying about me? What are they, um, you know, um, I won't, I won't get, go into politics and things, but um, <laughs> I have heard that there are some, some world leaders who read about themselves <laughs> all day long. <laughs> and what, you know, get all the press clippings and all the things, just read it, you know, want to know what, you know, and, um, you know, really really get puffed up when they read the good things, the, the praise, and then get really angry and lash out if they read a criticism, you know? So this is one way of being, and one, um, um, you can kind of feel the suffering in that. Um, so, so and, you know, and we, we all have difficulties in our life, and will have difficulties, whether it's, health challenges or relationships or career or whatever. And, um, you know, th I feel like this teaching of equanimity is pointing to a possibility that we can be more free, we can be more peaceful, we can be more at ease in the face of um, these, you know, these, these winds, these vicissitudes of life. So um, I wanted to say something about equanimity in relationship to compassion. Um, I think one of the things that I wrestle with, and I know many do, is um, you know what what is it to stay open to the suffering of the world and to st and to and to almost like to not numb out in the face of so many tragedies and, 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 and so much suffering that, you know, maybe in our life and maybe in the, in the wider, um, you know, our, our communities, our country, our world. And um, I, I think there's something about equanimity in terms of balancing compassion you know, especially those of us who are in the helping professions and, um, you know, it's like, so if compassion is the, the open heart's response to suffering, um, you know, we need to, we need to let the suffering in, in order for the compassion to arise. Um, but, if we if we only know how to let it in and we don't know how to let it out <laughs> you know it, it becomes a problem 
and we can become, we can sort of take on um, that energy, or we can take on um, suffering in a way that's not good for us. So I think about equanimity as this, um, I don't know, this, this clear-eyed seeing of, you know, in some ways the limits of what we can do. Um, and, you know, if you've ever experienced this with trying to help someone, maybe a family member or something, where, you know, you think they need help, but they don't necessarily need <laughs> Thank you. And um, I remember bringing uh, a situation like this to Mel a long time ago and, and receiving a teaching from him about that each of us has our own destiny. You know? And um, so we're going in our own, we're on our, we're on our paths and we're going in our own direction due to causes and conditions and and um, yeah, something about that something about um, acknowledging that that um, it's not up to us to fix the world and to have the weight of the world on our shoulders and um, yeah, and so to let let the let the suffering in, but also be sure to let it out, let it through, and um, and then we keep our composure, then we keep our balance, and we we can be a resource. You know, um, we're not we're not knocked over. Um, so I think for myself, you know, it's definitely. Uh, an exploration and it's an ongoing you know it's not something that's kind of you uh, just get it right once and for all but um, yeah so and then you know as an awakening factor um, Equanimity has this wonderful feeling, this 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 spacious light. Um, it's like we're. It gives us confidence because we, um, we're open to everything, yet we are um, steady. We're 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 not turning away. Um, we're seeing things clearly and um, yeah, just this, this sort of sense of, of, of the beauty of the state and I don't, maybe I'm not conveying it, I think it's um, you know, it's, it's one of the beautiful unique uh, experiences of, of meditation so, and I think because it's it's, it has this non-reactive quality. Um, the clinging in this in this state is relaxed. You know, clinging is relaxed, and for that reason, this is um, said to be the doorway to awakening. 
the doorway to a kind of, um, maybe the deepest kind of letting go. Um, in this sense of balance, this stillness, peacefulness, um, it's not a peacefulness by shutting things out, but it's a peacefulness by seeing through things, seeing the nature of things. You know, so it's a different, you know, it's, um, it's, you know, I think there's a lot of letting go already that, that, that's, that's, um, part of equanimity. And then, you know, it gives us the, the, um, I don't know, the confidence to take some kind of leap. Uh, into the unknown. So I wanted to read this. This is um, by a Zen master uh, called Sokean Sasaki who was one of the first um, Japanese Zen uh, teachers to bring Zen to this country. And he, he lived in different places in California, I think in Oregon. He ended up uh, setting up a practice place in New York City called the First Zen Institute. And they have a, they had a, and this was in the 19th, think 1930s, 1920s, 30s, 30s, 40s. Yeah. And they had this wonderful newsletter called The Cat's Yawn, <laughs> which <laughs> is the best name for. So, and what I like about his teaching is it's, um, well, you'll hear. Yeah. So this is called Buddha. Buddha is that even mind, even and calm, which radiates in multifold directions at once. So the, the word Buddha comes from the Sanskrit word to know. Buddha is the one who knows, the knower. This power of knowing actually performing within us is Buddha. This is our God. We worship this. We do not bow down to worship this Buddha, but we meditate upon it. We do not call its name. We do not look up to the sky or peep down into the earth to find it. It is in us. We do not know where the Buddha mind is. It is not in the brain or in the stomach, but we know it exists. We rest in it and meditate. And then this is the part I he says, just sit down and meditate. Throw yourself into the great universe. Don't put a little tag, I, on yourself. Peel the label off and throw yourself into the great universe. You won't feel it at once, but do it every day and you will feel it. On a lovely spring day, go sit on a park bench and forget yourself. When your heart beats with the rhythm of the universe, <coughs> there on a park bench, you will find Buddha. 
maybe let's just sit for a minute. to see the arising and passing of all things with equanimity and balance and spaciousness and ease and may we let go into the deepest peace. 